Welcome to the Vital Health Podcast. I'm Jodie Duval and I'm a functional naturopath in Perth, WA. This is a place where you can expand your knowledge on how to optimise your health and realise your full potential. We'll have cutting-edge information with expert guests and having lots of fun along the way. Get ready to be empowered and motivated to reach your higher vitality and find your ultimate potential. Let's go! Hi everyone. So in this week's episode, I talk with an innovative and all-around amazing person, Dr. Muhammad Anayat. He is the founder of LMS Health in London, a prestigious and cutting-edge clinic with therapies you dream of, a futuristic feel and a herbal bar to boot. He is a GP and a functional and preventative medicine specialist and we really, really had a fun time on this, although the internet was playing up a little bit. So bear with us on this. Unfortunately, we had a little bit of internet troubles, so it was a little bit scratchy with some of the information we could give you. So we discuss Dr. Anyat's story, the importance of a complete system of healthcare, why the therapies that Dr. Anyat ha- has chosen in the clinic and why they're so effective. So we talk about IV, UV light, um, we talk about IV nutrients, we talk about HBOT, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, we talk about red light and photobiomodulation, we get into um, a bit of cryotherapy and we talk about some health measurables that we can be using for our health, um, such as the aura ring. So we, we also talk about the next direction of health and where you see where he sees healthcare going in the sort of the next five years to 10 years. Um, and he also has a really wonderful guide that he's just put out, um, the, the LMS Health Free Guide for the COVID and Immunity. So we can direct you and we can, you can find that on our Instagram page as well um, and the links on the LMS Health Instagram as well as the website. So I'll link to all that in here. So we hope you enjoy um, and any questions, let us know. Hi, Dr. Enya. Hi, Jodie. Hey. So I wanted to chat to you today about LMS, the wonderful place that you have in London, uh, your clinic. And I wanted to first get a little bit of um, a background story, I guess, of where you and how you ended up where you are. Um, and your, your clinic blew me away when I was in London. It was something that I'd never seen before. And <laughs> the herbal bar and the, the, the amazing um, HBOT that you've got there. It's, it's mm. like being in an aircraft, a futuristic aircraft chamber, <laughs> which is so cool. Um, and everything you're doing there is so amazing. So tell me all about it and how you ended up where you did. Um, okay, so this can be a really, really long story or a kind of <laughs> a, just a really long story. So I try, yeah. to, I try and kind of not No, not we want to hear it. I've, I've, always, I've always tried to have an eye for things that are uh, not just different, um, but things that are innovative. And I guess a big seminal moment for me was was when I did my stem cell research in 2007. So I was exposed to the stem cell industry during medical school, took a year out um, and did another management degree. And during that manage, management degree, I I'd, uh, worked in a stem cell facility. And I was like, whoa, we're not taught about this innate ability of self-healing when we're taught about medicine. Mm. We're taught medicine based around diseases. We're taught medicine based around end organ issues. But really, we don't really labor on the fact that we can self-regenerate and self-heal, right? Anyway, let's not digress. So I went through medical school. I finished medical school. Um, I I, I did a bit of you know, wanted to also be a surgeon. So I started doing uh, my core surgical training and a couple of years where I just did surgical jobs. And I really thoroughly enjoyed it. However, the, the challenge that I had was that it, I would have to super specialize in, into, um, you know, say upper limb if I was doing orthopedics or mm. um, skin and plastics. If I, you know, And I, I was always more of a generalist rather than a specialist, I think. Mm-hmm. I'd done a fellowship working with um, the health ministers um, I call it something called the Darzi Fellowship where we looked at how we could design the health system or kind of make changes to the health system design at a kind of larger scale to influence better service and better care for more people mm-hmm. 
So I guess all of these things came together and I decided that I was going to finish in general practice so, so I could get a, a consultancy under my belt and then use, use the generalist approach to try and improve care. Around that time, <laughs> Jody's that man, I wish I didn't ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, I'm intrigued. So around that time, my sister, she's a dermatologist and she wanted to open up a medical spa, a medical spa. Yeah. And she just, she's just, uh, at that, about, this is about six years ago, she just uh, wanted to come up with an approach which was a lot more kind of regenerative to skin um, and hair aging. And so then we, we started creating this, what we call LMS, London Medi Spa, uh, about six years ago. And um, just being a doctor with a bag, flying around, seeing different patients, uh, renting rooms and, you know, just real kind of grafting. And... It was getting a lot of traction. So we created these really smart protocols, ultimately biohacking your own skin. Mm. Like how, by understanding how skin ages um, and then reversing those or upregulating certain pathways that slowed down, you know, at the reticular dermis and make your skin grow out from underneath. And suddenly, wow, your skin looks, not suddenly, it takes a few months, but, you know, your skin starts to look five years younger. You're like, wow, look, you know, some laser or PRP and stem cells and platelets and, mm. and retinols and different different approaches was all designed to kind of upregulate your own pathways that slow down and make your skin look better. And then also facial aging, looking at how kind of fat moves and bone resorbs. We started to create these really smart protocols and we got really nice results and a good reputation. Um, and so... Now, a couple of years into that, um, uh, well, actually, started getting exposed during that time to IVs and IV drips and, mm. and IV nutrients. And I was like, okay, this is really interesting. Let's start playing around with this and see what happens. And noticing that people started to feel better, you know, mm. just, just doing kind of Myers cocktail with vitamin C. Or if you get cold, just the symptoms come down within a couple of days very quickly. Mm. and so yeah that kind of led, led, led me on my journey as well and at the same time I was doing general practice and I was yeah. seeing patients with chronic conditions you know and not having a huge amount of tools to be able to help them apart from different pills you know or different topical creams and that was frustrating and so from there I just started looking around at different approaches and using that same lens of okay how, how does how, how do we age on the outside and you know that to devise those protocols that we created what happens on the inside what is the processes that slow down as we age on the inside right mm -hmm. and then you know how does that manifest in how we feel mm. That's an amazing story. Um, like that's, I can understand and I hear it so often, um, the frustrations that people have and particularly doctors when you're, when you're treating and you can't get to that, that almost at that root cause and you're, you can see there's so many other things that need to be addressed with one person and then just that Band-Aid sort of um, approach and, and looking at just those, um, you know, singular treatments um, and, and going to to isolate it, I guess, and then not doing that full holistic care, which is now what you've created, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I just did it. We went, I didn't know about nutrition. I didn't know about breathing. <laughs> I didn't know about nothing. We weren't taught about any of this stuff at medical school, you know, and, and herbs and the mushrooms. And I just was really inquisitive. I think, mm. I think I just started seeing results with different people and different things and meeting such passionate practitioners. Yeah. And then trying it, like you know, trying some of their potions and mm. and uh, different things, and, and experimenting, you know, and seeing that people did feel better, and, and uh, yeah, and then just go, then just like building on that experience and piloting it on patients and trialing and trial and errors, and uh, in safe safe environments, of course, but mm. um, and and then and then putting together. Then the therapies came afterwards. Then I'd say, like you know, the different bio, what we call biohacking therapies, like the yeah. hyperbaric and the cryo and the IV laser and the ozone that came afterwards. So first was the medicine, mm. was the kind of trained in functional medicine. Um, I started piloting that, working with nutritionists and health coaches, and um, 
and uh, and then kind of bringing on board a herbalist and different herbalists to kind of formulate different things and understanding naturopathy, linking up with the College of Natu- Naturopathy here, mm. nutrition schools. Yeah, so kind of just like evolving the service um, over a few years. And yeah. now we kind of then started adding in therapies. And, you know, the reality is I couldn't have done any of this well, in terms of investing in some of the therapies, if we didn't have the cosmetic side, like the cosmetic side has allowed us to yeah. invest into some of these technologies, these ways of working, and to trial it on some of our patients there who, you know, interestingly, probably wouldn't come to see us for healing their guts. No, but they ended up doing that anyway. <laughs> yeah. But then that be, and exactly, and then the relationship between your the way you look on the outside and you know what's going on on the inside mm. is is fascinating as well. It's, it's very direct. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like that um, navigation into getting people more interested into it. You know, knowing that that's going to make a big difference on the outside, and it does, and you can see it. And I love that. Um, you know, when you do try some of these therapies like herbal medicines and things like that, they seem to be a little bit esoteric at start with but when you actually try them and you feel the results from them um like a lot of my clients oh that's disgusting i can't take taste that i'm like we'll just try it and see how it feels and i always get an an sms or a a message in a few days going oh wow okay i now understand why so it's so powerful yeah and coupling that with those amazing biohacking therapies that you've got in the clinic i can imagine you're getting super super results from everyone yeah, I think that for us, yeah, for me, I've always liked to kind of compound treatments. Mm. Um, so even when we created our protocols for skin, you know, our facials will have six or seven steps in there or six, five or six different treatments in there in one treatment. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we, we noticed like we would accelerate results by doing so. And in the same sort of way, we created these therapies that can complement one another mm-hmm. um, and compound one another. And uh, it's a bit of a kind of Dexter's lab, my clinic. <laughs> and, uh, I love but, it. I love it. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's... Uh, and the other thing is that I wanted to create something that was like a, your usual clinic, you know. You go there, you'd have a, you know, a healthy bar there. Um, I've always been inspired by like, you know, you go to an Apple store and you just see how people engage with technology is so much more different than mm. you go to PC world, right? Yeah. Or absolutely. curries or something like that. And, um, I just, uh, I think that's the where I worked in retail that's coming out there in time to spend so, so long in the user experience and understanding that, um, I wanted to create somewhere that was an experience yeah and very unique yeah so yeah 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 you know (laughs) yes did you want to dive into some of these treatments and therapies yeah we can do yeah we can do so first ivuv and i know it's referred to the cure that time forgot so tell me how you came about that and got into it Okay, so I mean, I came across it in in Germany actually, and um, I went to a conference there. It's the International uh, Medical uh, International Laser Medical Application of Lasers Conference, uh, run by a chap called Dr. Weber, um, mm-hmm. and he's one of these, uh, and they had doctors from all over flying in for it, um, and um, he's. Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's a kind of a fact, general physician by background, but he's multiple published in, I would say, integrative medicine for about 20, you know, 20 years probably, and been mm-hmm. integrating it alongside kind of one of the first to pioneer in stem cells, actually. Mm. So, um, and so anyway, came across this, I can't, uh, I can't remember exactly how I came across it. I mean, um, I was always looking at different areas and sources of inspiration to Germany, Austria, because they pioneered wellness in many ways in the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. in Europe anyway, yeah. um, and 80s through their gut and detoxification-based approach. I always see sought inspiration. Actually, I think they were the 
they never conceptualized it into functional medicine, but I think they were the, the forefathers of uh, functional medicine in a lot of these clinics and uh, centers. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so you know, I went to, to that conference and that's where I first came across it. I reviewed some of the in soft tissue tumors so with it with a needle they put it into kind of like breast tumors or in the back yeah. or you know kind of uh, soft tissue growth and would as an adjunct see it shrink and they used it alongside kind of chemotherapy and other things mm. um as well um and because we'd been using red light for the skin blue yeah. light for the skin i mm. understood already had some photo experience with photobiomodulation and understanding mm-hmm. the mechanisms of how it worked and you know the the i'd say the clinical significance of it how much it actually moves the needle right yeah, yeah. so i wouldn't say it's something that's going to move the needle a huge amount but I'm, yeah. i would say that it's something it's an adjunct for okay. sure yeah so that's how i came across it and you know initially there was four four different wavelengths of laser light mm-hmm. there was red um activates the mitochondria um which you know about so the same as the red light panels that we use now for you know, for pain, inflammation, etc. Yeah. Um, um, then you've got the green, which increases oxygen carrying capacity in the hemoglobin. Um, you've got blue, which is antibacterial, and that's antibacterial on the skin as well. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, yellow, which which actually is the same um, same range of light that stimulates uh, vitamin D synthesis pathways. Right, okay. but you can give that systemically. And, uh, then there's the UV, which you know, which is a which they've been using, just like you, they've been using to sterilize medical equipment with with UV light for some time. Mm-hmm. They've been shown that UV light is anti pathogenic, pathogenic. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so. Yeah, so it kind of reduces viral count. It reduces uh, fungi and, and uh, mold presence. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we I start. That's how I brought it in. Now I, I brought it in, and you know we we're very we're very clear not to prescribe these treatments as cures. No. You know, we don't we don't want to say that because we, the, evidence, you know, the evidence isn't there and the evidence isn't mm. there you know, it's, you know it's not there in the kind of randomized controlled trials and the language that the community is expecting absolutely however we know from a scientific level that it it does support these pathways so we can we can uh, use it preventatively or as as an adjunct but we apply that with clinical discretion right you mm. you have to be mindful so, so yes, yeah, so that's how the IV's laser came about, and we've been using that alongside the IV nutrients. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about the IV nutrients. And I know when I was there, I had um, a session of the IV nutrients, and then I went into the HBOT. And I know you love that compounding of therapies, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. and that you can sort of stack them on top of each other. Um, but the IV nutrients. So what? What, what is it and what have you found with your clients that have made the best difference with the IV nutrients? So the, um, uh, so it, it depends. So we have different kind of concoctions of IV nutrients, but ultimately what we use are a blend of vitamins, minerals, mm-hmm. amino acids, and yep. sometimes antioxidants. That's basically what we, what we use. And um, the core base is some, what we call a Myers, which contains some core minerals, magnesium, calcium selenium zinc you yeah. add some selenium and zinc to it um, plus you know b1 to 12 vitamin c and we can tinker the dose of vitamin c we can put the right type of b12 like a methyl b12 in mm-hmm. instead of yeah um, and then on top of that we put in different amino acids like you know arginine cysteine lysine methionine depending on what we're looking to achieve we know arginine is a lot more involved in kind of uh, cardiovascular benefit and also immunity so we can we can we can formulate different kind of formulas but usually most people say look we just put everything in and let's just go for it and um, and so yes that's what we do (laughs) and then we and then and then what what do we do so stacking yeah so it's very kind of i see uh, in in if we think of the human body quite simplistically um at a cellular level we each cell contains a mitochondria and a nucleus. And uh, 
that's we are, we're made of 23 trillion cells um, but each cell takes in oxygen from our airways mm -hmm. breathing oxygen the lungs expand the blood then takes it from our lungs delivers it to our t tissues and cells right mm -hmm. and our blood is basically our plumbing network that that goes that's just you know it's our it's our water works the most important system is our gut we take food and we break down the food into core building blocks right mm. so this is where the efficiency of the gut is really really important like you know it's got to be super efficient at breaking down the food into those core building blocks right and then absorbing those core building blocks into the blood and then the blood takes over and delivers it around the tissues and we know in, in our naturopathic or functional medicine that um that doesn't happen that efficiency efficiently over time you know that becomes mm -hmm. inefficient that process right we drive mm -hmm. inflammation through the gut we've got leaky gut those yeah when we start to fix that people's energy and you know, health improves and that's because at the basic core core level that engine of taking the nutrients out of the food and delivering delivering them improves mm. you know at a very you know at a very cellular level some of these therapies that we put together are working at that cellular level right so one hyperbaric is driving better oxygen into mm -hmm. each of the cells right number one and then also the the physical the kind of um, the pressure changes associated with hyperbaric um, help to also drive the nutrients out of the blood into the tissues mm. yeah absolutely so now you've got the cells got better oxygen and it's got clean nutrients that you can use so just that's how we put that combination together and we do, we definitely do see a compounding effect so again people feel you know considerably better doing the two together than just doing one by themselves mm. which is quite cool it is quite cool and i definitely felt um a lot different from having those combined than when i'd done it just singularly on the iv nutrients previously so I think they both obviously have their benefits and then when you combine certain treatments then it gives you that that extra yeah yeah i think just when we start to think of things you know at this cellular level simplistic cellular level mm. then you know these are supportive therapies that make your own systems work better absolutely um, yeah and i like i like i like the way you explain it and it's very um, I think the human body is, is, is complex in itself, but it's simplistic in what it needs. And if we give it what it needs and um, provide it with those nutrients and environmental things that we, we, that we want to give it, then it's going to look after itself and that innate healing again, that fascination with that. Um, that's what it's all about. Mm. And that's not even, you know, that's not even talking about the other, I'm sure Scott would have spoken about some of the other hyperbaric benefits, you know, the stem cell release from the pressure, um, you know, the, the angiogenesis, new blood vessel formation. Mm. There's, so, there's so many benefits of hyperbaric. So and uh, it is, I believe it's kind of one of the most important longevity therapies. Um, and it's just so simple in some ways, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it I, really is. I, I see they're going to try and get some uh, airplanes into a hyperbaric situation did you see that I saw for that. the COVID, I saw that. how cool is that um uh, it's, it's amazing very innovative yeah um all right so we've got hbot and then i you've got a, a whole room full of red lights and you've got the cryotherapy in there as well mm. yeah impressive. so then i thought yeah cryo is pretty cool really like it um it goes down to so this is a whole body cryo and uh, again you know when you're when you're looking for therapies be mindful of, and I, I suppose I learned this when I was looking for laser machines and technologies for the aesthetic part of our business, that, you know, it's um, salespeople are salespeople. Mm. Yeah. So you go to these conferences and, you know, they, you, you won't usually meet the medical expert, if you're, especially if you're going down the, the hall where they, with the technical machines and stuff. Yeah. You won't, you won't meet the medical expert and so you have to kind of like you know do your due diligence and understand and look into things and say okay what if i if i'm going to go into cryotherapy what it number one how does it work what's the evidence um and then how what are the best technologies applying it and why what's the difference between these technologies and mm. why is their price difference right 
there's a huge variation in the quality of uh, cryotherapy equipment and the results associated with it. So, um, mm, you know, the, there's a huge number of like the head out chambers yeah. where your head's sticking out. They're actually liquid nitrogen being blown on you directly. And that's why your head has to be out. And the liquid nitrogen's at the bottom uh, coming out near your feet. Um, the temperature gradient is, you know, is it's quite quite the gradient is high right so there's mm. a big difference between the top and the bottom um whereas the whole body chambers um there's two types uh electric or fed by liquid nitrogen but bl blowing in cold air mm. um now why are they better it, for me and actually evidence-wise is basically because the your whole head's in the temperature gradient is cleaner and you know better between the two you get more of a kind of hypothalamic effect Mm -hmm. And so, um, yes, you know, we know cryotherapy causes the endorphin release. We know it causes you know, the, you know, the vasoconstriction, and the reactive hyperemia or the reactive vasodilation afterwards causes a surge of blood and nutrients around the body, mm. um, nutrient delivery around the body. And I mean, just on the technical side, you, if you're going to be putting, putting a temperature down to minus 140, you want to make sure that that kit, is going, is going to be good, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to be safe and effective. <laughs> yeah, and, and has been through clinical trials. And Absolutely. Is, is, it's is, not like our ba one. backyard job that we have here, the water um, freezer that we've turned into just a water bath, a cold cold immersion. <laughs> yeah, I think those are fantastic as well. Yeah. But those are fantastic as I well. Think, I think cryo is definitely reaching that different level of um, cold therapy for sure. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, I I think it's more comfortable than the water immersion. Absolutely. So you can go to lower te lower temperatures. We do. We combine the IV, the hyperbaric, and the cryo into one session now, and that's called Gee. a superhuman protocol. Yeah. Whoa, amazing. Um, that that is pretty special. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> yeah. So with the cryo, the nutrient delivery. So obviously that increases the blood flow and then gets more nutrients. Is that is that the mechanism? Yeah, it's from. I think it's, it's, there's one mechanism. So it's through the plumbing effect. So we call it, I call it plumbing effect, yeah. which is basically improves your plumbing temporarily. Because yes. you're, when you're at normal resting state, your 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 blood vessels may be open like this. Mm -hmm. Go to extreme close, they shrink up. Right. Then your temperature comes back to room temperature, and then your blood vessels don't go back to here, your normal resting state. They go back to open up. So that's the called reactive hyperemia. So there's. So yeah, so that's the kind of kind of vascular effect of it. Um, then you get the hormonal changes we talked about. Yeah. Um, so those are the two, and the meta. I forgot to mention the metabolic changes as well. Mm. So you, what happens from the extreme cold? Your body's like, I need to create heat. Yeah. Right. So then you start to a process called thermogenesis, where your your cells, your mitochondria, your cells start working. Mm. And just from that process, you. You know, that takes up about 500 to 700 calories, just that process. Mm -hmm. So we get people coming in for the metabolic effect as well, alongside everything calories. else. <laughs> yeah, okay. but what's fascinating, all of these therapies, especially the, you know, cryo, ultimately we're putting you in an environment of extreme cold. And what and it's how your body adapts to that. Mm. Right. So it's and like that hormonic, hormonic stress, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So interesting. Um, so you've also got measurables and things that you would recommend people um, use to track their own health. Yeah, so we like we for our for our patients, we just find the Ura is the, the easiest to work with. Yeah. Uh, for patients, they just like it the most, and the data is nice, and I think they need a bit of coaching on it mm. uh, to understand the metrics and to understand how to best use it. Otherwise, yeah. they can kind of like you know. Do you, do you have an aura yourself? I've been wanting to get one for a long time and I was due to go to the US actually just when COVID happened. So I was going to pick up one then, but I've seen them in action and I'm, I've been wanting to get one for a very long time. So I know a little yeah, bit about like, it. Uh, we, we like using the aura ring mm. at the clinic um, yeah. for our patients just because it's quite straightforward. We have, we do, and sometimes patients have big Garmin and they have, you know, a bitly or a root, uh, so not a bit, a root, um, it is really cool and it tracks your tracks important metrics like your body temperature your sleep stages your heart rate variability your resting heart rate it's got pretty nice inbuilt in um uh moments so you can do a moment of meditation with 
built in meditation in the mm. app. Um, I love all that. Guided meditation. Yeah, so it's really cool. So, you, so cool. The nicest thing about it is it kind of gamifies health, right? And and it gives it helps people to take control of their current moment by mm. learning and reflecting on what worked well for them yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, and uh, that's what's really powerful about it. I think that ties into the whole like coaching-based approach that we try to create as well. Mm. It's super important for people to be able to do that. Yeah, it's like having a personal trainer, right? Yeah, exactly. You need it for your health. Yeah, I think so, absolutely. And I think we need to move away from that prescriptive model of care. To, okay, more supportive model of care, right? Yeah, um, putting the power in their hands. Where they're at. Yeah, exactly. Because mm. we've all been, we've all been a patient, been given a prescription, and just with the best intention, wanting to do it, but never did it. You know, like did ten percent or thirty percent of it. That's and, right. And yeah, so yeah, that that switching that on its I learned that when I was kind of really powerful for me when I worked with diabetic patients. Um, and I did, uh, we, we, there were these programs called expert patient programs. Okay. That was a really cool experience and realizing that, you know, like just getting on the other side of people that have these, have these chronic conditions and just, just like listening to them and just really understanding that how, of how much they actually absorb in a consultation and, and how much they actually take away and how confusing it is for them, especially. Yeah. So it was just, that was, that was really eye opening. I think that's probably why I really favor this coaching based model mm. um, of care. Yeah. It, it works so well and, and having them empowered, but you also believing in that and then given the confidence to then be able to do that. I think that's almost a, a placebo effect in itself for their health as well. Um, I think that I think also not oversetting goals. I think be mindful to set realistic goals for your person. Like, let's not make health. Let's not be. Um, I can't find the word right now. But you know, let's uh, let's make it. Let's make it uh, fun achievable. and achievable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we over, if we make it overwhelming, um, and we we can we can do that. Yeah, I've done it. You know, as a practitioner, it can be quite easy to do you know like i'll oh, just do yeah. this and this and this you'll be fine you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they don't do but, anything <laughs> uh, yeah and they, and they just they're like listen you don't realize how hard that is for me right we don't spend time understanding that yeah and and um i think i think that's really 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 sometimes one one of the major reasons why we don't get results and then people stay in these chronic states absolutely absolutely all right, so we've got all those. Now, I wanted to ask you, um, what's your opinion on something like colonic hydrotherapy? Have you ever used that in the practice or recommended people do that as a, as a form I of have, therapy? I haven't, no. I mean, um, I haven't used it myself. Um, I've, not, um, I've not looked into it hugely. Okay, um, yeah. To, to be honest, I, I, just, I, I think it, like every therapy, everything has a role and mm-hmm. an indication probably, right? Most yeah. things have um, kind of a therapeutic index. Yeah. Who is it best suited for? When is it best suited? And Absolutely. with colonic hydrotherapy, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what would be the best uh, indications to use it, um, especially now we understand more about the microbiome and um, the, the, the importance, of the micro, importance of the microbiome and do we want to be washing it out? I don't know. Mm, I just thought I'd say if you had had looked into it at all in terms of the literature and things like that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not a huge, not a huge amount, but you know they have been using kind of bowel washouts post surgery, you know, like post surgically, you know, like after a stoma and other kind of operations. Yeah. They'll do you know washouts of bowel, but that's more of a post surgical thing. I don't um, where. You know, uh, for other reasons, but um, yeah. So, but people that have had it, you know, really like it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how much it moves the needle for you know chronically on your health. But I think it probably makes sense that it would give some short term benefit or feeling of benefit anyway. Feeling, um, 
yeah, I don't think I, I personally don't have it in our practice because I, I, I don't see the the role of it. Yeah, that'd be be a bit a bit tricky to have it there as as well as everything else you've got as well. I think. Do, do you use it at your practice? <laughs> I don't use it at my practice, but I do have a colleague of mine who um, does it, and I've had it a few times. Um, I used to do it a lot more, so I find value in a in a intermittent type of sense where we can use it maybe once a year to sort of help. Um, yeah, different different ways of cleaning out the body, I guess. Um, so it's just not another one of those kind of amunctories that we can just keep moving well, but not regularly by any means. I don't think it's worthwhile. Um, and someone who's chronically constipated or, you know, issues with that, it can help short-term relief for sure. So I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, all right. On, on that note, I just wanted to ask you about, future directions of health and i know that you're always keeping up with the the literature and you've always got these amazing innovative ideas especially for your clinic where do you see it going in the next five years for health and any therapies or um you know any biohacking um you know ways of of looking at health where do you see it going um it was a nice appropriate ping at that time. Um, <laughs> where do, where do I, <laughs> I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the light bulb to go off. Today, the time, like, <laughs> Today is just one of those days, I think. <laughs> it's nice. It looks nice and sunny there. The sun's coming out here as well. Um, it is. I okay, can so see. where do I see it going in the next five years? Sadly, a lot of what our practices um, are in the kind of fringe healthcare at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, it's not part of the mainstream. Um, I think there's a, there's a way to go for us as a community to try and get that into the mainstream. I think we've got to work out how we're going to do that, right? Like we've got to we've Absolutely. got to overcome we've got to overcome some of these like uh, barriers to ad- adopting preventive medicine or optimization medicine or wellness medicine. Um, uh, testing therapeutics systems or ways of working mm. so what if I got, get old and grey and <laughs> medicine's just the same and healthcare is just the same right? <laughs> but it's, it's a possibility genuinely yeah. it, is. it does feel like it, it's, a, it's a possibility it takes a while to change that, doesn't it it does take a while to change mm. and I think we got we, I think we all need to be conscious of that and, and try and be part of the, a movement that helps facilitate that change right and that means yeah. we're going to have to try and get into the mindset of what and overcome the roadblocks that has stopped innovations coming through into our systems previously right mm, basically yeah. it's this evidence roadblock so, exactly um health practitioners and we're doing everything from naturopathic health optimization medicine functional medicine uh, regenerative medicine you know uh, mm. all of the all of us I hope to see us come together in, in share, collecting data, sharing data, and then um, publishing data to make yeah. some waves. And I think, well, I think once we get that information out there, like we, we collectively say, look, there's these kind of approaches that work well for chronic autoimmune conditions, and we're reversing people with eczema and psoriasis and rheumatoid, you know, which is happening all over the world. Mm. but we're just not sharing that information and you know that is powerful stuff for me that was what got me into functional medicine was like when i tried it on a couple of patients i was like wow this stuff is powerful yeah 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 it's so important physicians want to know about it and health professionals want to know about it around the world anyway yeah you can i go from tangents so i apologize the other thing that ha- will happen is um, you know, this whole quantified self everyone's talking about yeah like, yeah more, more un, um, metrics driven stuff and I'm seeing some patients diabetics you know CBG monitors loving it mm. absolutely loving having these monitors and transforming the way they engage with their health so I feel like that's going to come more in the mainstream as well people are going to embrace that a bit more especially, especially specifically for certain conditions yeah um what other therapies? I don't know, man. I mean, ozone's been around from the 20s. I don't know if we'll ever pick up. 
I don't think it'll get, I don't know. I hope it does you don't think? mainstream of it. I don't know. I hope so. I mean, I was hoping COVID would come and COVID would make people, doctors especially, more, a bit braver. Um, yeah. And connect the science to the medicine. Mm. There's, a bit, there's a disconnect now between science and medicine. Um, and, uh, you know, some, I don't know, I'm hoping we'll start to see more um, innovation coming through. But some of these therapies are really old. Like, I have Barrett's really old. Ozone's yeah. really actually quite old, going since the 20s. Um, what are the next ones? I'm not sure. Let's see. Let's, let's, you know, let's keep uh, let's see what uh, happens, what comes out. I guess it's about bringing back all these old therapies that have been so effective um, and actually just instilling more confidence in people to be able to use them, isn't it? It's sort of... Mm. Um, in that way, getting people to be thinking, and that's where I think COVID's been so good in that it's sort of brought about a little bit more of an alternative viewpoint of health and the way that we can treat. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, amen. And I think we needed it. I think we needed the, the people to realize that the health system is there as a safety blanket. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and as you know, as a safety blanket, it can give you a false sense of security. Yes, so true, so true. Right? Yeah. And that's that's what it's done. It's given people a false sense of security. And you know, people of twenty thousand people have passed away in the UK from COVID. Mm. It's it's insane. It's nice. absolute insanity. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, it's a tragedy, absolute tragedy. And um, but. Uh, so onto your um the guy that you've put out oh yeah the COVID and immunity which is in so impressive yeah let me just show it can you see it yeah there we go yeah okay so is it moving on your side it is it is yeah okay cool I love that video, yeah. by the way, of the of your clinic. That's so cool. <laughs> this one, yeah. Yeah. We won't tease people now. They have to. No, they can they do it themselves. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so basically, yeah, we created this guide and um, of all the different factors that produce a healthy immune system. So that includes the gut, um, digestion, and defense, um, the stress response, and the hormonal axis, your nerve, your parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system. Yeah. Um, and then your sleep as well. That's another major component so that drives immunity. Yeah, sleep. And then we looked at kind of the um, coronavirus and what's really unique about it. And actually, we found out, you know, it's not the virus itself that kills you. It's not the virus itself that directly is the problem. It's the hyperinflammation that comes, um, you know, with a really high viral count. Okay, mm. so that. So it's this this hyperinflammation that happens. Design strategies off the back of it to say, all right, well, how do we get you to have? How do we get people to have a healthy immune response so that mm. in the first five to seven days they keep the virus load down, they move yeah. that peak of the viral load down, yeah. and then therefore they're less likely to have their hyperinflammation or the cytokine storm that yeah. happens when you're up here, right? Mm. And so you know we. Then that's how we looked at it. And uh, then we created the guide and we said, okay, let's start diving into different approaches. We looked at testing and said, what testing's out there? What's important to look at, including other biomarkers? NFTs are really, ferritin, I should add to that. That's not on here. Really yeah. important to look at. Because it will be increased, won't in, uh, Yeah, because yeah. of the inflammation, they're using it as a marker. Yeah. Um, and then you how they're using wearables out. So, so yeah, basically a really complete guide so much work done into it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was three three solid weeks of work with me and my team. Oh my um, goodness, it's so um, recipes. So interactive. I love it. Wanted to make it as immersive as possible, like yeah. videos embedded in it, breathing exercises, chest physio exercises. Now, all of these looks tiny, but you, know, you can click on that. You know, there's other places to click, and um, uh, it takes you to other places. Um, loads of different breathing techniques, and Stuart has joined our team as a breath coach. Amazing, yeah, he's really cool. no, I don't think I met him there. So, it kind of gives people an example 
Um, not an example of guns, like it's a guide and it explains lots of stuff. And then yeah. the role of some therapies. I had to plug some therapies in there. Yeah, very cool. I had to do a, bit, a little bit of plugging, I'm sorry. Oh, you have to. But it, I think it shows people and it, and it definitely put it into perspective for me of what the encompassing, um, well, how much it takes to look after our health. And, and, and looking at this, it's really that we have to be on board with all areas of our life to be actually fully optimised and fully superhuman as such. Where we see, as we know, our health, or which is the blue circle, our mm. outputs of health, so you know, energy, mood, sleep, focus, digestion, immunity, inflammation, libido, fertility, skin, hair. These are all things that we uh, produce from internal systems. They map out directly to these biological processes that happen in the green circle, but you know, we group them together the mitochondrial nutrients that includes your kind of like your whole gut and digestive system mm. um, deliveries, all your blood vessels and your vascular health and uh, looking for elasticity, rigidity, plaques, lipids, um, etc. Waste, you know, the looking at the kind of detoxification pathways um, self repair. So this is more about both hormone as well. Mm -hmm. um, your immune system so that's your kind of immune response and the market cell turnover is your autophagy nervous system is your sympathetic nervous system parasympathetic hormones is your whole hormonal axis and genetics we know about genetics so these are the kind of what we call the inputs or the biological processes that produce the outputs yeah and you can map out so we can map out like for immunity we've i think we go into we talk about that in one second yeah so we say like the ones related to immunity mm. these are the biological processes actually are the most important to me so then these are the environmental factors mm. how we eat move sleep etc etc it's why this is why it's a complex systems approach everything's interrelated really it is. Um, and you know we're moving away we need to move away from the organ-based care to a whole systems person in front of you based care yeah. and this is so then after that we say okay those are the those are the that's the kind of this green yellow blue circle what's the data points you can match to those green yellow blue circles the questionnaires wearables bio, uh, biomarkers biomarkers here and the measurements here and then what therapies you can prescribe to it mm. and so then this is what our therapeutic range at the moment nutritional strategies supplement herbs hormones brain training uh, this is where stem cells biologic yeah peptides light energy so that's kind of everything from iv lights laser light to panels and um, just getting circadian rhythm stuff going uh, oxygen mm. all nutrients so i'll put that together because oxygen is a nutrient um, and the IVs coming to that mm -hmm. cryotherapy um, and then kind of uh, things like ozone therapy comes into antioxidant support mm -hmm. and um, yeah so that's our kind of model of regenerative Amazing. therapies that we prescribe to people I, I just love ultimately, that ultimately this you, is yeah, this is, this is what you've built this is what you've built in your clinic right yeah well um, I guess naturopathic care is very much all-encompassing um but yeah it's 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 nice to see you put it like this and in this much detail and to have it at a at a clinic to the prestige that you have it in and i just i'm blown away i'm still am even more so i just love what you're doing it's so cool so so cool yeah i mean you're also doing something really cool with your integrated practice there and mm. connecting up with um ted and scott and what you're doing with that type of medicine it's amazing that you're bringing it to that side of the world um, yeah it's it's a very unique way of looking at, at, at um you know measurables as well um and also you know metabolites and it's great I, I, that's where i sort of saw that um really making a difference in people's lives but also all of this is so important you know getting everything um, aligned and, and um, lined up for the all aspects of health. It's so important. And, uh, I, but yeah, I would, I, you know, so this is continual learning for us. And that's why we're so lucky to be in the fields that we're in. Yeah. There's just so much to learn. 
it is and, and, and connect as well with some amazing people you know like yourself i'm so honored and and blessed to be able to actually be able to connect and have conversations like this and share knowledge and um you know get it out to the wider community like your guide for example right now this is so important for people to be able to see this information so we'll be sharing it far yeah. and wide and try some of these things yeah they'll mm. get into it and they'll like you know they'll, they'll try they'll try some of these uh, recipes and breathing techniques and there's some amazing stuff in there yeah actually yeah. applying it and seeing so how, is it, it, how it has its effect yeah yes yes so please do make sure you share it out to everyone and um put the link on your podcast for them to be able to download it you can just direct them to lms.health our website absolutely um, to to download this stuff yeah absolutely um, Mo. thank you so much yeah um and i would love to speak to you again and um get better internet connection to start with as well but we can definitely have another conversation i think that would be amazing um if i if not i, I could do it in live if we come to london at the end of the year um and come and visit the clinic again it would be amazing yeah. on your practice yay amazing make sure yeah i'm looking forward to it <laughs> so um thank you so much uh i'll leave it there and um i'll be stay in contact and good luck with everything and thank you for everything that you do um i i appreciate it i'm sure everyone else out there is going to appreciate it and does appreciate it so thank you so much thank you joe that's super kind <laughs> we'll see you later take care Thanks for listening to the Revital Health Podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Revital Health, as well as our website, revitalhealth.com.au for upcoming podcasts, workshops, and speaking events. Find out about specials happening in the clinic and all the show notes and links mentioned in the podcast. Please remember that this information discussed here is general information and is not intended to diagnose or treat individuals. Please speak to your healthcare professional before embarking on any new treatments, lifestyle changes, medicines or supplementation to assess your suitability. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you again soon.